Society tells you that if you are black and not in the mix of what's going on with the fight for rights and oppression, that you pussy, you know, your black card is revoked. You ain't one of us, period. But explain to me why, as a black man, I'm no longer black because my first mind was to go home when shit jumped off, where my black woman resides by herself while I'm out working. Um, in the midst of all of what's going on with my mothers who live 15 minutes away from my home, which is naturally closest to where I personally find my safety to be as well. Um, one of my mothers lives alone by herself. The other is in the home with children while her partner works longer hours than I do. Who is watching over our women if everybody is out protesting? Brianna Taylor died at home which is where she was supposed to be safest. Who are we to tell people how to protest, especially if you know in your heart of hearts that you scared too? You running off of adrenaline and anger, possibly not even using your right mind, responding to how you feel instead of what you know. Who am I to tell you how to protest? I got an auntie that lives 10 minutes away from home, from my home. Um, am I not fighting a cause by making sure that the women I adore are safe, secure and protected by being close enough to them in the midst of the struggle? Because here where I live and for many of our families, um, we could easily be a part of a great cause. Yes. But what if that cause is your cause of death? What happens to those women and who commonly feels left alone more than black women? So today we're going to have a very unusual conversation about politics, police, and most of our men's fear of dying. So again, welcome to a very unusual but necessary episode of Change the Subject. And I guess my show is living up to its title extremely today. Um, but for good reasons. And I have my sister Christian here to kind of share in this conversation, because usually in cases of my confusion and chaos, she is the one that makes sense. So, sis, how you be? I'm hanging in there, bro. Like, I'm I'm really, really trying to hang in there. Mm. How, how are you? We've talked, but we haven't really like talked. Yeah, it's um. It's weird for me because I'm in a um I'm in a like a a heavy meditation place, yeah. but also um a very disturbing headspace too. Oh, um, that, that's that's the nail on the head. Yeah, that, that is the nail on the head. Terrible! It's terrible how how bad it is for me mentally yeah. in order for me to survive when in my heart i have so many great things and mm -hmm. exciting things to live for and talk about but i just can't really trust the circumstances right now but um i was you know i was kind of like in this funk about a lot of the people who are definitely a part of you know the conversations um and I guess in terms of what's going on right now and um, a lot of them were taking aim at not only you know the oppressors but also the content creators and the people yeah. closest to them because they say like if you not 
you know speaking on shit or if you're not involved in shit then you ain't shit you know what i'm saying and it was for some reason that hit me um completely different like go ahead go ahead i i i think the thing that's really fucking with me the most is being black like overall being black is so fucking hard to do when it comes down to being black correctly and i know that might it might sound weird but like that's really where my mindset has been and where my my mind state has been because i feel so stuck like i feel like i don't have a home like Mm, you know like every culture has somewhere to go like white people got america you know even native americans to an extent indigenous people have these you know lands that they they still you know reside on it's really really hard to think about the fact that i have nowhere to go like if somebody was to tell me right now like go home where where the fuck would i go i I can't i can't escape from this country because this country literally is the only place that well i won't say the only place that that like semi accepts me but still whooping my ass at the same time that i'm familiar with like if i go to africa I I'm, I'm, I'm might be accepted there. Like, that's even a maybe. And that's where they're telling me to go home to. These, you know, Latin Americas, China. Like, nobody fucks with black American people. Like, right. no matter, you know. So, I, I really am at a place where here I am with all these other people within, you know, what's supposed to be my culture. And you got influencers talking reckless out the mouth. Like, almost to a to an all lives matter type standpoint and then you have white people who ain't never gave a fuck who are just like really white people in right now and then you have this group of black people who want to see change but we then find a way to create some type of deep-rooted issue in us all agreeing like it's like we really can't come to a consensus about what the fuck we really want and further than that i'm kind of fucked up because i want to feel some type of equality within this country but I wouldn't even know what the fuck to ask for. Right. And it's really, it really bothers me. Like my mindset is at a place where it's like, I could ask to be equal with you, but at the same token, I don't want to have anything to do with you. I don't want to equate to the privilege that you have because I see what happens with that. Like I see how it goes to people say there are black people who have kind of taken their privilege and and ran with it like when it comes to like finances and and stature and fame they've really taken that and they've taken it somewhere else so right now i feel so lost because it's like i don't know i don't know who to trust you know when it comes to like pop i don't know i really don't know shit about politics but like politics and just the rights and rules that we have as people and just news articles and everything that's going on right now is so much information to take in that it's overwhelming because then you have to use the little bit of discernment that you do have in these matters just based off of living like fuck without you know what else is out there just based off of living it's such a struggle right now like mentally i don't i don't have it all together i really don't and that's the reason why so much shit is being destroyed around us because we don't have a way to process or even release what it is to be black at this particular moment in time and it's it's crazy how for me like um and no i i'm kind of forgetting that we actually doing the show so let me say this um for you guys that are listening 
Um, this conversation is very difficult for me today because typically I am the guy amongst the culture that I'm in that everybody tends to look to for answers or some kind of wittiness to give yeah. people for, you know, whatever issues and, you know, it's, I guess, situations that we go through, but I have nothing. And I'm not a political person at all because in yeah. my own belief, I don't think that there is no possibility to be politically correct about right. anything because whatever laws and policies that have to be put in place to make that happen, it will never work for everybody. It's always, it's a loophole in right. everything. And in it's everything. just like, so when it, even when it comes down to us again, trying to fight for equality, I, what leverage do I have? Because no matter what I ask for, you're going to tell me, that there's some way around that. I could give it to you, but, well, yeah, you can have that. However, mm-hmm. and that's uncomfortable for me. Like yeah. it, I, I've tried to be the, I don't want to say voice of reason because it hasn't been that at all, but I've just trying to, I've tried to be a positive voice within the community with the platforms that I do use and the platforms that I have. And even within my family, I've tried to stay as positive as possible, but I've had way more nights of crying and just being numb in the past, like, 60 days than I have at any other point this year. Like even when COVID first hit, I was like, yeah, you know, like I'm kind of fucked up. Cause like, I feel like, but now like that shit has been a thing. I've kind of adjusted. And then here this comes, you know, like I feel like right. every time there's a black lives matter movement, it really shakes my core. Like, it's not that I don't care about this every day. Like every day, this is a movement. It's just that in these matters here, when there's a lot of protests and there's a lot of violence, there's a lot of just negativity, on top of positivity being spread, like just wide stream, it's a lot to deal with. So it's just like, I, I, I don't really have a voice right now. Like, I feel like my voice has kind of been taken away from me because what I'm used to doing is promoting positivity and I don't have shit positive to right, say. I'm angry. Right. I'm exactly. angry. Exactly. You know, like I'm, I'm mad as fuck at white people. Like I was talking to D yesterday at that video where the Democrats have like the Kente cloths on and they kneeling. Yeah. That really fucking bothered that me. That pissed me off. It like, really bothered me. And it made me, it, it made me more angry towards white people than I've been. Like I've, I've been angry with them with a lot, but that just felt like total appropriation. And it was just disappointing to see, like, out of all the things that you could have done, because where my mind went is George Floyd had a knee in his neck for almost nine minutes. So y'all fucking kneeled for nine minutes like that yeah, to me. That was insulting. You know, like, I, and people were trying to say that it was some type of solidarity with like Colin Kaepernick kneeling. That was when Trayvon Martin was killed. We're talking five, six years ago. Like this is, this is not the time for that. Y'all had the opportunity to kneel, but y'all was too busy burning jerseys. We don't, we don't want your knee right now. Your knee is not, is not the move. Like that's not the, 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 the peace offering and this. stand the fuck up. Or go sit in a chair and talk about these laws y'all get right past so that we don't have to deal with this shit no more. But taking a knee, like, you got me fucked up. Stand up. Yeah, like, don't, don't, like, don't. And it's, it's making me more uncomfortable every day because, like, I be out and about just in my daily travels and white people treat you different. You know? Like, I don't give a fuck about white people being uncomfortable and I don't care how anybody receives that. Like, I mean that. I don't care how uncomfortable they are. I just don't like that they make me uncomfortable, even in the midst of them trying to give me some comfort. Like, I don't trust white people at all. 
they give you that fucking like don't steal my purse smile or you're too close grin like back up or they find the need to amp up the racism and then I find the need to amp up the hate and I my hate goes a lot further than what a lot of people know like I used to have to go to anger management so I got some shit that I ain't dealt with. Like, I need a punching bag or some shit. Like, I've been watching Dane go at it with his punching bags and working out. And I need to channel this anger somewhere else. Because yeah. I'd be really ready to knock somebody's head off. And it has nothing to do with me personally. Like, nobody has done anything to the point where it's had to go to the matter of protest. Which I'm very thankful for. But at the same token, I feel like no matter what the fuck a white person does to me. Whether it be trying to, you know, give me some, I guess, words of not even encouragement. But like they, you feel me? Like they really fuck with us. Whether it be that or whether it just be them calling me a nigga. Like all, all of that irritates me and it pisses me off. I just really don't like white. And it's solely white people. Yeah, I feel you. You know, um, and I just had like a a real moment of transparency. I want to say probably Friday because I mean I don't know if any of you who are listening with us um have, but I know I personally have not seen any of the videos of the most recent deaths. Like I don't, nope. um, I have not seen the jo- the George Floyd video still, even though I know the content of what I could potentially be looking at. I have not seen anything pertaining to Brianna Taylor or any other unfortunate life that we've lost within the last couple of weeks, possibly months. My like my mental health has been terrible damn yeah. near the entire year yeah. of twenty twenty so far. So in protecting my own sanity, I still feel so insensitive mm-hmm. to Others who have definitely appeared to be in way worse conditions than I am. But this is usually how I process whether this was happening or not. Like my process is kind of like based on like CP time. If I could use that as a like a, a catchphrase, it's like casually late, but just in the nick of time, like I can't arrive to um problematic or negative issues the way that most of us do. Yeah. But in understanding that I was able to realize some things that most people do not pay attention to. And most of us who have, well, no, let's dial this back. Most of the people you are seeing being assaulted, victimized at protests and accused of burning shit down are people who are completely numb. Yeah. Yeah. Like most of which are completely past where I am emotionally. You know, they feel what I feel lesser by the day because they are fed up with feeling it, period. Like they've been empathizing with, you know, every single soul that we've lost and have not had the the fortunate blessings that even we as creatives have to express ourselves and to create and to process our feelings in like productivity and creativity like a lot of us still don't have those outlets so when you're seeing this um this case or the this crisis if you will like what you're seeing is people being fed the fuck up yeah this is why we burning shit down if any of us are doing it because that's still out for debate too because we are seeing you know people posing as being a part of the mission and being a part of the protest but they're very much the infiltrator and the oppressor like we're seeing this that that whole the whole 
white again, like it's white people. Yeah. And I don't know if it's trying to pin one against the other where it's a, I want you to see the things that white people are doing to piss you off. Right. And I don't know if it's that we're going to show you these matters of black people dying at the hands of us in order to scare you where I'm at with all of it is that this shit is not a photo shoot and that shit is starting to piss me off. I don't give a fuck if you're black or white. I don't give a fuck what type of, I don't, I don't give a fuck what the thought was that went through your head when you was like, let me throw this outfit on real quick and get these pics. Nobody gives a fuck right now. We have bigger issues at hand. And when it, when it all boils down to the, the really chaotic things that are happening at this protest, what I'm seeing more of is that these white people are leading by example. And because black people, we have the tendency to look for the okay before we do things. Once we see that reckless shit happening, we go for it. Like the numbness, I feel like is, is a lot deeper than what we, what we can define it as because we're numb for a totally different reason. Like you said, they don't have a way to express this, this energy that they're, you know, that has encompassed them. So they, they're acting out. But I think in that they're also missing things. So they're looking for things as well, like approval yeah. or like the okay. Yeah. You know, it's okay now to express this anger. It's okay now to, you know, knock this shit over. In my opinion, we should have been knocking shit over. Yeah, true. You know, like true. every time, you know, it's not even every time one of us dying at the hands of somebody else. If I'm ever in an establishment and somebody is following me around, I have every right to knock every fucking stand over. And people say things like, you know, as a black woman, as a black person, you shouldn't display belligerence. No, that's what the fuck you think I am. So that's what the fuck I'm going to show you. I have the ability to be what I was when I came in. This bitch was just your regular ass black citizen with money trying to spend it in your establishment. Because I personally don't know a resource that looks like me that has the exact same thing that you do. But I digress. I'm in your shit in order to spend money with you. And you're following me around like I'm some type of criminal. So when I came in this bitch, I was one way. But now I'm going to show you what I have the capability to be. Right. You know, like and that fucks with me. And I see how. During these moments, because it's not just photos that are being captured, it's videos that are being captured of these white people trying to lead by example and these black people following behind them and or just black people sparking it off in general. We get to a point where it's kind of like, all right, well, because he doing it, we're going to round about this bitch and we're going to tear this bitch completely apart. Like what it was at first was just a statement. It was just supposed to be something simple. And then somebody else came along and ran with it. And it's bothersome to me. That we're the only people being blamed. Like y'all don't know white people reckless as fuck. Right. Like right. y'all ain't seen them knock a car over when when they won when they're they what was it Canada or some shit when their team won for hockey. Oh yeah. They oh, tore yeah. that shit to pieces. I remember when the fucking Orioles won the fucking uh major leagues one year. They tore Baltimore down mm-hmm. in Fells Point. It's Fells Point is such a gentrified area where I live that like. If you're black seen in the speakeasy, it's like you probably with a bunch of white people. But Fell's Point at that time was nothing but white people crowding these bars to the point where they was out in the streets. When that last ending ended and they saw that they had won, people's homes, light poles were being knocked over. I think a fire started. And it's just like, there's no reason for you to act like this. But the minute somebody breaks into a fucking target and at this point now, you ain't trying to pay me my reparations. So I'm going to just go in this bitch and take me a crock pot or something. You feel me? Trying to get even. Now, all of a sudden, it's an issue. You know, y'all, y'all were 
almost laughing at the fact that though Tom, Dick, and Harry was tearing the city up over some fucking baseball, but a man who could have been my brother died at the hands of one of y'all fucking people, and you mad that I took a rice cooker? Yeah. You feel me? Like, what? I, I'm just doing what the fuck. When Karen walked up with them fucking scarves out of that motherfucking uh, department store, y'all was like, well, I hope, you know, maybe she's a, a an employee. Now, when I was doing, I was just rowdy ass nigga, but Karen is legitimately stealing on fucking live television on CNN and she's an employee. Like, that's what y'all want so bad to, to really project on us. Like, we really some type of thugs when the entire time, all the fuck we've ever done is protect ourselves or try to be proactive about not needing to protect ourselves. And when we were highly proactive and we built these communities, y'all bombed that bitch. Y'all bombed them. Y'all bombed, y'all did. I'm not even talking about just coming in and like tearing shit up. You threw a bomb on that shit. You know how fucking reckless you got to be to blow some shit up? But we mad. Like, y'all, when white people get mad, it's a whole different kind of mad. Like, but nobody talks about that. Yeah. But the minute I'm I'm a little fucking upset that you let everybody walk the fuck in front of me leaving Walmart, but you got to check my receipt for two things. Like... And I'm a little rowdy. I end up on, you feel me, Channel 13 News, like white woman tripping in Walmart. Like, I, I don't get that. I don't get how, even in fucking something up, y'all are mad fucking privileged. And when they catch y'all doing this shit, nothing said. Yeah. It's almost like a fucking joke. Like, <laughs> they're at it again. Those insurance policies are going to go through the roof. But we out this bitch trying to make a statement. And all the fucking fucking thugs, ignorant. I, we've been called so much in the past couple of weeks over a twenty dollar bill. Like I really want people to understand that this shit started over a twenty dollar bill. George Floyd's situation was a counterfeit twenty dollar bill that, in the end, was not the shit that pisses me off. Is that after everything is said and that is always to be that we weren't at fault. That's yeah. the shit that irritates me the most. This whole Breonna Taylor thing is, that's a whole different type of anger in me. Yeah, it is. It really is. Because in, in George Floyd's case, there was a, there was an accusation of a crime. She was asleep. She was asleep. She was knocked the fuck out where she paid bills. She was asleep. When I tell you that shit makes me cry, like, she was asleep. And that's what I'm, you know, realizing in, processing my own feelings because even in knowing that like there is a way for even the more civil or the more mild manner to protest like I still feel lesser because their active involvement sometimes make me feel inferior even though I know that there's a point and purpose to what I feel but I realize that these are people who have already been depleted like uh, very few have even grieved yet. Like you can see in some of the um, videos that are a little bit easier to process is some are crying while they're vandalizing yeah. shit. Yeah. Like this is the moment for them to like get a lot of that shit out. But like the funny thing about um the privilege of like their, their dysfunction since we don't really have a word Mm -hmm. to put there. Like there's two things that happened to me that kind of confused me emotionally as I came to um, a few other um, realities that we're going to get into as we continue talking. But um, I went to the emergency this morning because I ended up fucking up my ankle and I thought I just twisted it. Like Mm -hmm. I really just 
thought like, okay, this is just my typical, you know, old man fuck up. I twist my ankle. I'm going to do what most black people do. Go get some Epsom salt. And I'm going to just chill this out at the crib for a couple of days. But I woke up this morning and my ankle was on fire. So um, I got up. It's about six in the morning. I go put my clothes on. I tell D like I'm about to shoot to the emergency. We just so happened to have a hospital like directly across the street from where we live. Mm-hmm. So I t- went over to the um, hospital and um, they still are dealing with the COVID requirements and not having all the the entrances open. So even though the main entrance is directly in front of the parking lot, you still have to walk to the emergency entrance. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally limping like a good, maybe two blocks worth of tread mm. to the emergency door and just so happens um a white nurse or a white RN whatever mm. she is just so happens to see me and she comes out with the wheelchair and um she tells me to sit down in a wheelchair now in my heart i've been feeling like fuck white people right all this time yeah. you know and naturally as a human being that's not even who i am but right now for how i feel and the feelings that i have yet to process up until this point of us recording i'm kind of like i don't fuck with them right now right you know so here's this white lady who is being benevolent to me she um tells me to sit in the chair i'm kind of uncomfortable and she notices it so she's like sir we're paid to take care of you and you're limping just sit down let me walk you into um, the hospital and we'll get you set up. And as she's talking, um, she's being, uh, of course, honest, telling me everything that I need to know about billing, you know, the whole nine. And so somewhere in the conversation, she asked me based on information, she needed to know what my employer name was. I tell her where I work. I tell her I'm a truck driver. And she said to me, um, you're in a position of privilege to save some money because you work in a very lucrative, you know, occupational trade. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you're doing your best to save because you know who the fuck we got in office right. talking about 45. Right. Now, in that moment, I got angry, not because of what she was saying, because it's the truth. Right. You know, we do have to prepare ourselves for, you know, what lies ahead. We don't know what November holds for us as black mm-hmm. people. But it was even privilege in her being able to say that, because if I'm a black man, I just can't outright say how I feel about Trump and Republicans without the potential of me being killed. Yep. I don't know who I could be fucking talking about or talking to when something tragic can happen to me. So even in talking politics, Mm -hmm. they're privileged. So I got upset all over again. It's like I can't just openly talk about how I feel about 45. I got to yeah. almost let somebody come out their mouth reckless first before I can say anything. Yeah, and that's even if certain... she don't use her physical strength, she got a fuckload of medication in the back. She, you could have, yes. anything could have had, she could have shot you up with something. That's the type of shit I think about. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's so many like outer body, outer world experiences mm-hmm. that can take place. But it's that sad would... that you even have to think like that. Yeah, you got to think like that. And then another incident before that, I went to um, deliver at a Walmart and 
I'm going in and I got these pallets of water that they need to take off of my truck. And I go in and I'm talking to the manager asking, like, how are you guys going to get these pallets off my truck? They got a high low, but they acting like they don't know who can drive it. So mm -hmm. out of nowhere, a customer in the store walked past me and she places her hand on my shoulder. She says, good morning. God bless you. And she said, I just want you to know that your life matters. Damn. Right. Fucked me up. Right. Because I'm still on my tip. Like right. I'm not fucking with white people. And this is the kind of people that I'm empathetic to. The mm -hmm. ones that don't really have shit to do with shit. But yep. it's just because you one of them. Yep. I still can't trust you. Yeah. Like that. You don't know what that feels like to to be at a disadvantage to, you know, to write off or even not even want to associate with potentially good people because you just don't know who to trust in this Be world. You got such trust issues. I used to work at a predominantly white institution, like as far as the job. So I used to work for a nonprofit organization with Baltimore City that would help children in like the greatest of ways. And they were mostly minorities. However, in jobs like this, you know, a lot, it's not even a resource to a lot of black people unless you, you know, were in college. So mm. in my major at the time, I was able to, you know, kind of get the plug um, from my homegirl's mom, who was a nurse. And she was like, you know, you should definitely come work down here with the kids and help you with your credits for school. Okay, cool. I didn't know that it was mostly white people because the company sounded more like, you know, like it had some slang to it. So I said, okay, I get down there. I interview with two black people. Boom. I didn't know it was predominantly white at the time. They put me at an elementary school down in like our Canton area, which is a gentrified area, but it's mostly like Latino children that go to school there. I walk in on my very first day and my supervisor is this white woman. I'm talking about like white, like shoes off in her office, pictures that all the kids have drawn there. She got some type of green shit in a bottle, like a kale salad. Like she, I mean, she was white and she takes me upstairs to, you know, meet the other people on staff and they're white and i'm like well where the niggas at like you know like i've been interviewing with black i've only been talking to black people this entire time where the niggas at and two other black people walked in and i instantly gravitated more towards them and all the time you know the white people were like trying to get to know us on some genuine shit like just really trying to get to know us and fast forward you know i leave the job or whatever but you know you manage to follow people on you know facebook instagram all that and I've stayed in touch with a lot of them for the most part. And one of the girls has always been for being an ally. Like she's always been for black lives are definitely going to matter ever since I met her. So over the weekend, she was at a protest down in Baltimore City. And I saw her, I mean, and she was like going hard, like no justice, no peace. Like she was mad. And she ended up having to um, speak on a situation with a, you know, young boy who I guess he was walking back to like his car or some shit like that. Something happened between um, him and the officer and she ended up having to intervene, you know, just so that he could get to the car. But she never really like spoke on it on social media. I just happened to, you know, get in touch with her. And we were on the phone and we were or we were um, FaceTiming and she got really teary eyed. I'm like, you know, you OK? And she was like, it just really hurts me how. At any point, this could be my last conversation with you. Mm. And that fucked me up. I'm like, like what? And she was like this. And she wasn't saying it to be rude or she wasn't saying it to wish anything upon me because at first that's how I took it. Like, all right, bitch, like you, like I don't even be out here like that to even be in that situation. But the way that she broke it down to me, she said, Christian, you could be sleeping in your bed 
and and somebody who looks like me could have the intent or could have really fucked up. She said, but it doesn't matter because you wouldn't be here anymore. She's like, and that, that, that bothers me. She was bringing up, you know, like a couple of old co-workers that she still gets. So she's like, Javon could be walking down the street and because he's a black man, like something could happen and I could never see him again. She's like, and that really bothers me because I really love you. Like you are a friend of me, of mine. Like I really love you. I really care for you. She's like, and the fact is though, the amount, the percentage that, that you hold over your head in reference to being able to live your life freely is a lot less than mine. And I don't understand how that is. Like, how the fuck is that fair? And I told her, like, I just, I don't know. Like, that that shit made me cry because I didn't know what to, what to tell her. And it wasn't like she was looking for me to educate her or even console her at that point. She was trying to ask me if I was okay. But it that really made me think, like, I got white people all the fuck around me all, every day. And I just, I don't fuck with them. But here it is, this white girl who has fucked with me since the day I met her. And she's scared for me. Yeah. But even to a point, it's just like, what the fuck are you scared for me for? Like that, that's really where my head went. Like, like, bitch, that's not your problem. And don't make it your problem. But, but it very well could be though. You know, and that's my thing. That's why I was like, like, I really, I'm so jaded right now. Like, and I really have to get this shit together. I don't know who the fuck to talk to to process this shit. Yeah, I don't either. I don't because know. Do I, do I talk to I somebody really white? I want to find somebody that, I mean, Please, if there is somebody that can make some sense of this, because I think like I was having in that moment of the um, middle aged lady saying, you know, your life mattered. I was having a a debate in my feelings because, mm-hmm. again, I got mad. And the the one thing that I think is making it hard for me, and this is the rage that's being created to where. Now we taking it out on, you know, your investments, your property, yeah. your buildings, the things that we can, the things that will affect your pockets, because that's the only way that we can actually hurt you in this particular situation. Like we can't do what you do and, you know, white motherfuckers off the face of the earth. Like we right. can't do that. Right. So it's, it's or this process. We? I mean, I mean, yeah, that whole nother conversation you know, right, for right. a whole nother day. But that's just the process that we have to take. It's like, look, if you keep disturbing our peace, we gonna burn this shit down. Mm-hmm. You know and what I'm saying? I'm okay with that though. I, I don't and I don't know why I'm so it it is so conflicting. I'm so okay with that shit. I'm so okay with like if somebody wanted to burn the building that I working down, I don't I couldn't be mad at them. It's I it really is couldn't. what it is you at know? this point. Because what, what I'm finding that I'm realizing, even in these moments where like I'm coming across genuine people, I got to ask a much deeper question. Yes. When I allow those moments to potentially confuse me emotionally, mm-hmm. because my questions are, well, if you're saying my life matter, how many of your family members, your friends, your colleagues who participate mm-hmm. in racial profile and inequality and injustice how many of those people do you discard Mm -hmm. from your life if this is what you're saying to me how many people do you know that have the same agenda as the Mm -hmm. oppressor that you no longer associate with in your personal life like i have to be that meticulous about where your generosity and where your care and concern comes from and it's almost making me feel like is this subconsciously making me racist and not even so to the uh, extent of like 
the inequality aspect of racism. Maybe the word is prejudice. Is okay. it making me prejudiced? Because think we can be racist. Yeah, because I feel that way too. And if we have the potential, it's because mm-hmm. we were like yep. created to be, yep. or we were, you know, forced to be in a sense. But am I prejudiced in that way? Because to be truthfully honest, if I had to pick between you and my people, I'm not gonna pick you either. Right. So it's like under what circumstance do we balance this thing out to where people become people? You know what I'm saying? I think because it's now past it's that though. Yeah. For us at least. I think that it's past that. I think that it becomes uh it becomes a situation where the same way we're guilty by association is the same way like we have to hold y'all to the regard. We are some of the most sympathetic people ever. And it's like, it's to a point where now we have to gift y'all some equality. Mm. And I don't, I don't find that fair. I don't, I don't know. I don't want y'all to have the same rights in my culture that I do. Right. You know, like we invite Karen to the cookout. You feel like we yeah, invite Karen, Karen to the cookout and, and, and yeah. she fits in just fine. And but, that's the thing too about privilege because yeah. Karen had the opportunity to come to our cookouts, but do we get the opportunity exactly. to come to theirs? Because even, but even, even in the event that Karen finds me friendly enough to make it to her cookout, how comfortable would I be? Yeah, true. You know, because it's like, I, I don't know what it is about black people, but we have this energy that everything is going to be okay. We are optimistic as fuck. Even in realistic situations where we know like some shit gonna go down or some shit is going down, we still within ourselves find that everything is gonna be okay. Like we can't panic right now. We don't have the ability to panic because no, we, we gotta get up out of this. So Karen is always welcome to anything we do. And because Karen is with us and because everybody around me, because we are so meticulous about the company we keep, we're not like white people. We are very meticulous about the company we keep. When you're sound in your judgment. But again, that's a total different conversation. When Karen comes, because like for instance, because you fuck with me, if I walk away, you got Karen. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But if I go to Karen cookout, if Karen walk away, it's not because Chris says, oh, okay, well, she was Karen, you know, she's fine. I got her. It's no, well, Karen walked away. Are you going to go with her or are you going to sit here? Like it's that shit, you know? So I don't, I don't, I don't want them to be on the same level. I don't want you to have this comfortability in my culture. Y'all don't, white people don't have a culture. And I developed this the other day. Like I'm solely but surely trying to process shit. White people's culture is nothing but negativity. They steal, they rape, they do a bunch of ignorant ass shit. Like that's just who they are as people. That's their culture. Anything in their culture that is kind of set within their culture, they've taken from somebody else. So, I find it very hard when you want to come the fuck over here and be a part of whatever it is that I'm doing. Like you're not going to take this shit, go back to your people and market it as your own. Like I just, I, I'm so, there's such a discomfort in trying to gift these people a moment when I don't have a moment with y'all. I don't have a second in your culture. I don't have any, I can't relate to y'all at all. But there are so many things that you've taken from my people that you can relate to in all actuality. And I'm talking about on multiple levels, like sexual assault. When we when we say some shit is going on, 
white women, I can, I can relate to you wholeheartedly, girl. I know exactly how you feel. You can't. Right. You can, you really can't. Because when you go to the hospital, they going to ask you if you want a rape kit. When we go to the hospital, they're going to give us a motherfucking Band-Aid and maybe a couple business cards to, you know, pro bono therapy. Like, we don't, we don't have the same struggle. But y'all want so bad to say that y'all fit in with us. We can't say that on that side. And in a lot of situations, nor do we want to, but y'all still trying to make it so that we're one. I, I don't, and that's, I think that's the thing that's fucking with me the most. I don't want to be one with these people. No, I don't. I don't want, I don't want shit to do with y'all. I'm okay with segregation and that, I don't give a fuck how crazy that sounds. Give me my shit back and let me have it. I just, I mean, I just can't comfortably trust white people. At all. No more. Not in a fucking movie theater. I'm, it's certain shit that like, I understand white people had their reservations about, but they don't know the half. I got to send my kid to a school with your kid. And your kid has a very high percentage of shooting this bitch up. Movie theaters. That motherfucker come here with a book bag. Ain't nobody checking at the door. Just out in public. I'm out in a public space. I'm out in a mall. I'm uncomfortable as fuck. I'm looking at Timmy like, Timmy got a book bag. Or Timmy fucking, Timmy fucking tennis shoe bag look a little heavy. Like that, that, I don't, I don't want to equate to y'all. I don't trust y'all at all. At all. At all. And I think like the only potential that they will ever have to regain it, even though that is not promised, it has a lot to do with how committed they are to our equality without the trust and the relationship of the black people. They feel as though they're protesting and standing up for it. And it has to be a high percentage of them. It can't just be 20 or 30 percent. It can't even be 50 at this point. Yeah, it's based on what you do without incentive. Exactly. You because it's like they want to reward for everything. Up. They everything. Yeah. It's like you have to keep up the good work without the presence and participation of black people. The ones who I see it like I've never seen this many white people protesting on our behalf ever, ever. in my life. Ever. Where y'all ever come in from? my life. Where y'all come from? But my question is, is this now y'all appropriating color people time? Y'all yeah. showing up way too late. Everything comes at a cost with them. Everything. Everything. Everything comes at a cost. It don't matter what you do. Everything comes at a cost. And I'm tired. I don't have nothing else to give. At this point now, I am run ragged with trying to give people a chance. And it's like, no matter what I do, it's not good enough for y'all. Even in me being angry. Either I'm not angry enough or I'm too angry. Yeah. And But no matter what, no matter what they do, they get a pass. Not even a slap on the hand, a pass. Like, you mean to tell me it took for us to burn down, like, four public offices to put the president in a bunker in order for them to charge this man correctly? Yeah. That's what it took. It took for us to literally set it off. It took for us to stop spending our money for y'all to reopen cases, for y'all to put out a statement that Black Lives Matter. And I'm so sick of that. Like, I'm so sick of people feeling like y'all got to be a We don't want to be a hashtag. No, I don't know why white people think like this. Some shit we wanted, like we don't want this shit at all. For real, yeah. It's and it's just it's just really sad because like the the content of my character is the complete opposite of what I'm expressing in this conversation. Like it hurts me to be this way as a black person to another human being because I'm one of the ones who really don't see race. I Mm -hmm. see character. Like I'm one of them ones. So it's like to to be in a position where 
I have to look at you, I have to look at you with skeptics mm-hmm. and shit. Like it, it fucks with me to be this way, but I have to for my own safety, you know. Yeah. And that's what I want to impress upon you know. If there are any white listeners, like you know, we've been marching since day one. Like that's just politics as usual for us. But those who are deciding to align with us, you have to understand that your accountability is in question right now. Like everything that you do, even in good Mm -hmm. is being questioned and what is going to show who you truly are and stand the test of your time within our culture is what you do when we ain't looking. Yeah. And when we stop talking, when this is no longer a thing, this is, this is the thing that I really need for everybody as a unit to understand when this stops being the headline, this shit don't stop. But yeah, we know that we're black every day, but you go from being black, angry and oppressed to just being black. No, you still got to be angry. You still got to feel like you oppressed. You still got to keep your head on a swivel. You still, this does not stop for us. When the hashtag is no longer popping, this does not stop. And that's the same thing for anybody, not just white people who have decided to become allies. And I'm not saying that I don't appreciate it. I truly do. But the fact that when all this is said, said and done. If in the event that you see a black man getting pulled over by an officer and three police cars showed up instead of one or instead of two, pull your car up behind them. You're not going, you're not doing anything. You're not going anywhere. When you see a black woman struggling in the supermarket, you know, maybe getting something off the shelf because she wrangling kids, help her. It's little things. Don't mm-hmm. just make it so that it was a moment for you, for you to be able to tell your grandkids down the line. The stories that we tell through generation to generation is, is monumental. So if you really want something to brag about, or you really, you know, want something that you're able to say, say that you were genuine, say that you were integral with the way that you did things with other races and especially black people. Right. Treat us with some kind of respect all the time. When, when something minor is happening with us, even if it's at the gas station, you know, you don't have to talk to her like that. It's, it's really little things like that that make us feel like we really have some type of, some type of friendship, some type of relationship with y'all that's genuine. It's, it's not you coming out to these protests. We could do this shit on our own. It's the little things when you're a white business owner doing right by us as, as a demographic in your market. When we come in to buy a car, don't run my credit different. When yeah, I'm in your facts. store, you know, don't follow me to fuck around. Like when, when I'm, you know, in it, when I'm in great clips, which, you know, I, that's where I go get my motherfucking ends tripped, you know, trimmed at sometimes. Don't look at my hair like it's weird. Get to know my hair. Right. Tattoo right. shops, get to know my skin. Like, and honestly, it's some of the, the, what people consider like off white people that I realized really fuck with us. Like the tattoo artists, the skaters, the one with the gauges, like those are the ones you kind of look at and you're like, he don't fuck with me like that. But they're the ones. They are the ones. Yeah, Yeah. they they the ones who really like reach out. And even in this, you kind of got an eyebrow rate. Now there's a few, I have no questions about it all. I'm like, listen, he he's with it. She's with it 110%. I've never been concerned because what they've given me from day one, is generosity. They've given me kindness. They've given me real ass shit. They haven't, they didn't talk to me like, like they were above me. It was a real ass conversation, human to human. 
those are the ones that I can fuck with. They've never changed their tone when talking to me or, you know, posed uncomfortable questions. And if they did, it's because they really had a question, but it had nothing to do with my race, you know, nothing to do with my gender. It was just because we were, again, human to human. But this, this is not, this is not one of those moments that y'all can, y'all can just like check off y'all list. Like, yep, oh, did it for the black people. You know, what's next? Yeah, like, don't, you right. can't do that right now. You can, yeah. don't ever do it, but really don't do it right now. This is not, this is not a fundraiser. Like, this is not charity work. This is not what that is. This is you literally having to stand for us because in us standing, we're being shot down. You gonna have this, to stand I in mean, front of it, and there's other ways for them to protest too, because oh, yeah. they need to call out their piece of shit family members. Hell that yeah, are a part of this systematic and you know racial oppression. Like if you are if you are the wife of a cop who mm-hmm. murdered somebody, and you still lay next to this man, you still fix this man's plate, you still yeah. run this man's bath, like you are just those as much held accountable you know like when you guys don't point out the people in your intimate spaces and circles as those people who don't live by the character and creed that you live by if you're telling me that you're for black lives matter how if if there's a racist that you lay next to every night divorce his ass divorce her yeah like show us in that type of way yeah show us in that action that that action speaks volumes when you're work I don't think white people truly understand how privileged they are. Like walk off the job. Walk off the job. You see some shit that really don't really ring but walk off your job. And I promise you, you could come back to work tomorrow. I promise you you're coming back in there tomorrow. There are there's a very slim chance that you don't have a job after that. If I walk off my job because of something racially unjust, they firing me. I'm getting that call. Walk off your job. You really don't like it? Walk off your job. Walk out the store. Walk out the store with me. Don't spend your money there as well. And I shouldn't have to explain myself. You should know wrong from wrong. You should, y'all should know by now. Y'all should know when it's racially charged. I'm, I'm sick of that. You know, well, I was trying to like feel it out type situation. Or are you, are you sure it was about race? I know for a fact it was. And don't ask me again. I told you what it was. Told you. I told you it was about race. Take me at my word. I'm not what I promise y'all black people don't just say, oh, it's because I'm black. It really be because I'm black. That really is the reason. Don't uh, don't try to. Well, no, it maybe you know, maybe he's having a bad day. It's because I'm black. Yeah, facts. Don't ask me again. Are you sure? I'm what? What else do I know? Yeah, I mean, they'll they'll never understand or process what that feels like because again you don't have to you know and true enough we still have to force them to understand it to a degree so that that education can fester within their spaces when they go in their own you know holes and homes and do what they do like but again like even though we have to continually beat this dead horse that our lives matter to them like we still have to do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's still a conversation that no matter how tired we are of having it, no matter how much um, this shit makes sense to us and still doesn't make shit to make sense to them. We still have to continue to beat this dead horse that we are valuable. You know what and I'm I, saying? I, like, at what point, And this is a rhetorical question. At what point did we prove to y'all that we weren't? That's what I'm trying to figure out. 
At what yeah. point did we did we ever show y'all that we weren't valuable? And I'm talking about from slavery because y'all thought we were so valuable that you kidnapped us and brought us to y'all land and made us do free work. So I'm not even talking about from like a life standpoint. You literally thought we had value to the point where you were trading us mm-hmm. for for property, like like for we because because we were property. So we've always showed you that we've had value, even if it was literally in a bartering system. We've always had value. And we raised your children. And we ra- we were breastfeeding your babies. Mm. Y'all was so, y'all were literally raping our women so that your children looked a certain way. I I really yeah. don't understand how we're not valuable when without us, y'all wouldn't have ninety percent of the shit that y'all did. So if you ever wondered like why shit is being burnt down to the ground, it's because look at what we do for you for what you do for us. Only to be chastised, talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Ostracized. Like that 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 pisses a person off at the end of the day. Cause we don't even be looking for shit but credit. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Because with with your privilege, we could literally push forward. We don't want to be better than y'all. We really don't. Like we don't we don't even be minding y'all business. We don't give a fuck. We really don't care. But y'all are so busy worried about what we're doing. And then in the end, again, when you take what we're doing and you run with it, we're not giving credit. Right. When without right. us, this would not be a thing. Wow. And it it that that's what bothers me the most. We're priceless beings. I'm talking about down to our genetic makeup. We've proven to you on multiple occasions that there is nothing better than us. And that's not really to to hype us up at all even though it's well deserved it don't get no better than black people we are the original the alpha and omega how dare you try to set us to a standard of something like dirt without us you would not have at all you would not without a melanated being such as a black person you would not have but yet we have no value when in all actuality we are priceless. Absolutely. And um, I just want to say for those blacks who, you know, who have been kind of like harsh to their brothers and sisters in the way in which you feel as though we're supposed to be on the front lines. Like there are so many unique ways which can be attributed to the the minds and the spirits of black people. There are so many unique ways that we have been on the front lines as well. Some of us are in higher positions to where that we can speak directly to, you know, different people in legal and legislation. We have been protesting at our jobs. We're in our, our message boards and we're speaking directly to our managers. We are speaking our troops and newsletters and office messengers. We have so many different unique ways for us to push the same message and agenda whether we all notice or not you know and i want us to be mindful that how you protest has a lot to do with how you process yeah. and we have to also consider our black men and women's mental health when we respond to the chaos and the calamity too like i don't understand how we can't see how troublesome this could be for a person Mm -hmm. to be in the midst of all of that and still be in danger and not have a resourceful way to cope with the feelings that you have yet to process like you don't 
you don't know what that feels like. So be considerate of that. And since we're here now talking about us, let's talk to us because there's also some questions we have to ask other black people Mm -hmm. that, um, of course, in this process of trying to decompress all of this, I was just like thinking a few things personally that I'm going to ask in this conversation so that everybody can ask these questions to their respective circles. First question I'm going to ask is, mm, which this is directed to our women. Um, now that we see how white America weaponizes our skin, both men and women, how do we protect ourselves going forward? Everybody got to get a gun license. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. If you if you can exercise your Second Amendment right, go get you a gun. I, I know how like I know how scary that may sound. Like I grew up in a trigger heavy household, so that that we can ring bells off this bitch. Like bring it. But what I'm saying is, if you can exercise your Second Amendment right, which means like you have no medical condition that will really because again, there's loopholes to that. But there are multiple ways for you to get around that as well. Every black person needs to have a gun license that does not mean that you have to carry around all day long but what it means is that in the event that something goes down you should be able to protect yourself yeah you really should be able to Mm. i guess that kind of answers my next question because the next question was going to be how do how does protection work when the protectors need protection too like um the black man's pride is built upon protection and provision but what he also has to consider is that he's haunted you know, so what can we do more as a people to protect protect the black man? Because the narrative of death, like being a badge mm-hmm. of honor to preserve the lives of those you love can still be depressing, even if you just so happen to survive. Like you don't have a way to cope with the feelings of, you know, potentially being marked for death every day. Like there's no way to to live peacefully with that in your spirit all the time. So like, what do we do for the protectors who have to like, that have to put their life on the line, even when they don't necessarily want to. You have to preserve his life at home. That's where it starts. Get an up-to-date record of his medical records. Like, no, like really know, like I know my dad's medical records. I know my partner's medical records. I know my brother's, like I know how many surgeries they've had. I know the medications that they're on, if any. I know the vitamins that they take daily. I can't control for the most part what they eat, but like I'm not frying a bunch of chicken in my house. You know, like I'm not, I'm not clogging those arteries. Like, and the, the way that it, it's kind of screwed up the way that your mind has to go, but he might have to run from the police today. Wow. He might, you know, he might have to get out of there today. I can't keep fueling him incorrect. I can't keep fueling myself incorrectly. I might have to run from some shit today. Real shit. Real shit. You know, and I'm not in my, in my best health. So we need to go for a walk. We both need a license to carry. You know what a date night is? We going to the range. We need to read a book together. Even if it's not a long book, we need to read an article in the paper. We need to stay up to date. If he coming home and asking me a question that I know the answer to, we need to sit down and talk about it and not in passing. Yeah, facts. You know, we need to have an agreement on on a lot of things. We need to have an escape plan. Mm. We need to get your man a passport. Make sure you got your passport. You, I, I, One thing that helped me, and this is kind of me oversharing, one thing that helped me growing up was that my father was the way that he was. Like my father was was a street guy. 
growing up. So it was just like, I got to keep my family a certain way because if anything is to happen, we need to be able to get up out of here at any point. I can say that as his daughter, I haven't done the best job of, of doing that, but I'm also kind of at the leadership of my partner and my partner. He's not as paranoid as I am a lot of the time. Like we, we have a, you know, like an idea of a plan, but now we're really starting to get that in place because as somebody who isn't even 30 yet, I've seen a lot of death in my life. And I'm not just talking about like, you know, in the streets, I'm talking about like in the streets, like on CNN and shit, like I'm watching my people die in front of my face. You know, so now our thought process is a lot different, you know, like, and I have a small child. He got to go to the range at eight. Like my brother went to the range at eight and it's nothing personal. But if mommy and daddy are ever in a situation, my baby needs to know how to shoot. That That's just where my mind is. But to a lot of black people, that's like you putting too much on a kid. You're doing too much. You're doing too much. My baby don't have the same liberties as a white right. baby. So I got to keep him together at all times. When black history isn't being talked about in school, all year long, we need to be talking about inventors and, you know, black creators and making sure that it fits, you know, his generation so that, you know, he's, he's geared. I got to have him, you know, one grade above where he's at. Like it's, it's so much to, to being a black woman and being a black man and having a black family. It's a lot of components to it. And the only way that you can do that is, Literally starting from the ground up, start from your root chakra up. What is it about your body and your mind and your spirit that has to be in alignment? And what does that look like outside of you? What are you eating? What are you wearing? What are you doing? What's your mental like? Do he need therapy? If he, if, if your partner is tripping like he need therapy, if she doing too much, y'all need to talk yeah. to somebody. Yeah. It's all of that. It's all of that. You really, we, as black people really have to do a better job of stop gentrifying certain things. It's not just for white people. Mm. It's not just for other cultures. Like it's meant for us. Like they, they, you know, 14 deep in the supermarket and they like, Oh, I couldn't live at home with my mother for so long, but they, they save the money. They save you know? a hell like of we, a lot of money. So, you know, so we got to stop being so, so mm. all for one and start literally being that one for all situation. Like, educate each other i've seen so many people ask questions on twitter and niggas like yo you need to go look that up and i understand finding for yeah. self but like you don't know the situation that that person is in. answer that question right now and it'd be like okay if you want to know further you know you want to know more about that you know hit up right, so-and-so right like one of the the coolest guys that i've ever met um on instagram pj he's so, he's so dope he lives in louisiana he's really big on politics it's shit that's been happening lately that I don't understand. I've been like texting him. I'll, I'll hit him up every now and then and be like, Hey, like, what does this mean? Like I've even tried to Google it and all this jargon is just too much for me. My homegirl was just in a situation regarding her realtor. I was like, I don't know. You know, like, I don't know who to talk to in reference to these laws. And I was like, Oh, let me reach out to somebody. And they educated me with no problem. It wasn't, they didn't feel the need. Like I had got to run them a couple bands for something. Well, you know, like I got to run them a check for, for some information. We have to stop being so standoffish about that and educate one another. We deserve that. Do we not deserve to be educated right, as one? Right. That definitely is, you know, the, the viewpoint that we have to take, you know, um, just being able to, to share those necessary pointers and the necessary information so that we can liberate ourselves from, 
this, you know, oppressive, you know, condition that we're in, um, which is actually a great segue for the next question, which is to you niggas that always want to tell somebody what the fuck they supposed to be doing. How many of you activists or protester ass niggas is out here still cheating on your partner? Period. Period. The period. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about it. Because what 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 does it say about a person who's only integral with the outside world but can't have his shit together at home? At home? Exactly. You can't even lead by example. You can't. So who do you speak for when you you know when you jump up and you want to tell motherfuckers what they supposed to be doing? Who are you really speaking for? Like you're not speaking for yourself. Like you don't know that you're not supposed to do better. And if you and you people always saying if you knew better you would do better, but you clearly know what to do. You just know that you're not gonna do yeah. it. Yeah. If you ain't gonna be ain't shit, be ain't shit all around. Again, you cannot falsify certain shit about yourself. You can't, and don't fake the funk. If you're gonna be ain't shit, be, be ain't like, shit be all that. around. Because what's gonna happen is you're gonna try to be a leader for somebody, and your dirt really gonna come out, and now I can't trust you. And it totally negates your truth. It doesn't. Everything. It doesn't mean that you're not telling the truth. It just means even if it has nothing right. to do with the current situation, right. it just. It just you lie everything up for you because now it's like, yeah, you can't, you can't do that. You can't because if you lied about one thing, you you could lie about yeah. anything else. Yeah, and you could even come to me and say, okay, well, but you know, like that, that's something totally different because with this, you know, I'm definitely nah, nah. You can't, you, yeah, you can't be like, oh, yo, you don't. Yeah, I cheat, but I'm a, you know, like I'm a hell of an activist. Yeah. Nah, bro, no, no. You know, and then you try to use all of the credit, the credible things that you are doing to try to justify why this one mistake should be overlooked. Like, nah, my nigga, like we holding yeah. niggas accountable. Like a lot of you niggas that want to get on the mic talking about what we supposed to be doing, how we supposed to be coming together and all of that shit, still coming home at three o'clock in the morning while that woman holding them kids down. What kind yeah. of protests are you, what what kind of protests are you on at home? What are you teaching your yeah. kids at home? Like, are your yeah. children going to grow up with the, with the pride of my father came home and he took care of my mom. He took care of us. He did what he was supposed to do for his family. Nah. A lot of kids can't say that about these activists and protesters that yeah. that want to these inconsistencies. Yeah, the inconsistent they, ones there's at least. so many, so many inconsistencies. Yeah, you know, so I just want to like I want to bring that to the light because where's the unity in terms of home and stability? And a lot mm-hmm. of people who talk have a completely different walk. And you know what yep. I'm saying? Like I just want to be real all across the board. Like I'm holding blacks like way more accountable now. Like if we if you yeah. fuck with me, you gotta fuck with me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I'm questioning everything that I'm not sure about when it comes out of white and, or black and moms. Just be genuine yeah. in everything that you do. I'm seeing so many different, more so like influencers who are just speaking to be speaking. And I'm, I'm not even talking about the whole Black Lives Matter situation. I'm talking about like really just talking to be talking. Mm-hmm. And y'all talking about nothing. Thanks. Like you, like you weren't just in this situation. Like you can't talk down to me now that you're no longer yeah, in this. Facts. You should be sending the elevator down because you know how hard it was. Because they say all the time, you don't understand how hard it was for me to get where I am. I very much don't, but I know that I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to, you know, get to like half of where you at. But now all of a sudden, I'm not good enough. Like you wasn't, you wasn't just this, or the advice that you're trying to give me doesn't apply to somebody in my position. 
that that I just I don't understand how you're not gonna give back to the people who got you to where you were. Like that's not a blessing within itself. We went from being your family to your fans. I don't like that. That ain't that ain't never been cool. Never, never been cool. So for you listeners, if you heard this entire episode, you can very well see how difficult it truly is to be black. Um, to protect your people and its culture while not losing sight of your family and your responsibilities, educating your children on things you weren't even taught and very well struggling to still learn, um, not allowing our children to be victimized by their innocence and teaching them code and conduct when befriending or interacting with white children. Like it's too many fucking politics to know that we have tried for decades to be peaceful even in protests and still have our lives discarded like trash. We fucking tired, you know, of having to figure out this black struggle and to live and survive as a black man or woman, both comes with a different set of rules to follow. And if you make that process difficult on top of disturbing our peace, this is how we burn shit the fuck down. We have had it. We're not trying to explain to y'all no more why we're while we're underprivileged, underpaid, undervalued. We're not doing this shit no more. This is not a political conquest. This is not us trying to make you understand nothing. You just going to see us do what we do at this point. And just know that whatever you get from us is because you earned it. It's no more explaining at this point. We have to really do what's best for us and unfortunately this conversation wasn't typical but it was healthy you know um i'm not the political person i'm i'm so far from trying to treat people like institutions or treat people like you know stepping stones of any kind this is what politics do to people you you judge people statistically i don't do that so this is not my arena at all but I just had a few feelings and, you know, I had my sister pull up to make sense of some of the shit that I couldn't make sense of. And this is what you get. So I appreciate those who are still listening at this point of a hour and 10 minutes because this really wasn't like planned. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to figure out QA and a and none of that shit. We just said, look, we're going to talk. So um, if you guys have any questions, comments, feelings. Um, hit us up on social media. Um, this is definitely a conversation that we have to continue and we have to also empower one another as well. So we start here, you know, tag me and post that promote black businesses. Um, we as a people need a black directory of resources. Mm-hmm. Share with me all of the black clothing brands, the black books you read, the black grocery stores, the black banks, the mm-hmm. black wholesale stores. Like, let me know where I need to circulate my dollar. You know, this is where we are. And even if we are unsure if this is going to work, let's still try to empower and encourage somebody black in ownership. Because if we don't continually support and empower each other, the opposition will continue to thrive. And the more we need them, the more they control our livelihoods. And this is why we frustrated. So let this be the reason that we're driven to to protest in other ways besides rioting and looting and, you know, outcrying all the time because we can mobilize, we can encourage and power, we can educate ourselves and we can bring 
our crews, our families, our friends into this process and create opportunities, you know, for our people. So this is what this is really about. But just know if y'all keep fucking with us, this is the type of shit that's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I love you, sis. I always tell people how I'm going to quit this shit and come work for you. You know what I'm saying? So you <laughs> might have to give me a fucking job after this. <laughs> y'all know us man y'all know christian and them chakras and all of the great things that she's doing um she made herself a brand support my sister she got shirts she got body butters oils um she got affirmation cards you need some real shit in your ears when you know you're going through this mess of life so um get you some affirmation cards and read them and en- encourage and affirm yourself man you know that's a black business owner so support my sister um, any of you guys who are creatives that have brands, let me know what those are. I want to take some initiative to support you and your creativity, because, again, I'm coming right behind you with a brand eventually that's going to need your support. So let's start circulating our support and our money with each other. And um, I hope you all can respect this conversation. Let us know what you think when you hear it. This concludes the most unusual episode of change the subject. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace and blessings. Black Lives Matter.